0: Welcome to PST, podcast for surviving teachers, where we
1: Mackenzie, Abby, Amelia, Michael, and Talia
0: break down contemporary teaching issues and create innovative suggestions for early career teachers to overcome them.
2: We recognise this is being recorded on Ghana land and pay respect to their connection to culture and acknowledge their sovereignty of country yesterday, today,
1: and forever.
3: I got issues, school's got them too Let's think about them all and that's just what we do Brainstorm solutions of all our problems Cause we got the kind of love that takes to solve them Yeah, I got issues Listen up, surviving teachers
2: Welcome back to Podcast for Surviving Teachers. My name's Mackenzie. Um, The highlight of my week was that I actually went to a heavy metal concert on Saturday night, which was a lot of fun.
1: Talia? Um, Ah, I'm Talia. A highlight of my week just gone is just working. Um, Realistically, I work in retail, so it keeps me on my toes, and there's a lot of funny customers coming in lately, so definitely makes the shift go faster. How about you, Michael? How's Sydney going?
0: Yeah, Sydney life's great. I just celebrated my one-month anniversary. Yay! Woo! Hey, that's gone quick. That was fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> that
1: was my highlight. Yeah, awesome,
2: Amelia. So exciting. Um, so my highlight's probably going to be this Saturday's. I'm hosting one of my best
1: friend's bridal shower. Oh, oh so, that's so cute! cute.
2: Yeah, that's that's so
1: exciting. exciting
3: um yeah hi i'm abby my highlight of the week was i handed up my last history assignment which Yay. means i finished my bachelor of arts Yay. Oh
2: so amazing. exciting halfway there <laughs> amazing all right so this week we um focused on learner diversity and basically just how to not feel overwhelmed as a teacher with so much learning diversity um in your classroom um a good Thing we looked at today was the iceberg um, reference. So basically just like on top of the water or like the surface culture um, is what you can see, what your students are doing, their behavior, things like that, Um, how they're acting with you. um, And then below the surface or the deep culture is why they might be doing those things. So um, we basically looked at, do they have like a learning disability or something you know, that separates them from you know, the normal normal student, really. Um, do they come from a different background, different ethnicity, gender, sexuality, things like that? Um, we focused a lot on just the basic concept of giving eye contact. Um, and I know for me, I don't know if anyone else is the same, but I hate giving eye contact, <laughs> especially with people I'm not comfortable with. Mm. I feel it gets really, really anxious, <laughs> yeah. I feel really awkward. I don't know. So I tend to look away a lot um, and I don't. Maintain eye contact, Um, and I know from my experience at placement or um, working in an OSH, children with ASD um, they also don't like giving eye contact. But as long as I know they're listening to me through other things like you know facing me with their body or um, nodding their head, things like that, I know they're listening to me, and I don't you know pressure them to give eye contact because I know how
1: daunting it is. Um, So, yeah. That's very true. No, I think with, like, what we were talking about today is that stuff that's above the water and that above, like, surface culture is sort of stuff that we, like, see, and I think as just, like, human beings, we make judgments on people on, like, sort of what they're wearing or how they interact in a social environment, um, and it's, like, we take that, like, as very, like, surface level, but I think, obviously, there's diversity with that, and there could be a reason why they're making those certain choices yeah. or why they're interacting in that way. Um, especially being in a classroom environment you 're having children come from diverse backgrounds, like mm. different cultures, different backgrounds like um Abby, I know today you 're talking about like having interviews with people who 've just like sort of entered the country mm-hmm. like they 're going to come from a completely different world to what we 're living in really yeah absolutely um and so like below culture, I think it 's looking at like making those connections and not forcing people to like uh, alter their ways of life um, in order to fit ours I think it's really important as teachers is looking at compromise how do we create this really safe and inclusive environment for our students
3: yeah I think that surface culture stuff is things that we can feel easily uh, be able to respond to and to be able to control but that deep culture stuff always gives us a shock as a teacher almost yeah. and then it's that shock that we um, don't know how to respond to it appropriately and maintain that safe learning environment to be able to we're catering for all students and because we're so shocked and kind of overwhelmed on how are we going to cater for this learner diversity is where um, maybe little mistakes happens and Mm. things like we overcompensate for Mm. um, learner diversity um, rather than just kind of reading the initial um, students needs
1: yeah have we had any experiences on placement where we felt sort of i guess like maybe like out of depth or like working with students who have come from a different background or have a like you know Something, I guess, you are like, you know, different from your regular um, lifestyle, Michael?
0: Yeah, sure, guys. Just going back to what Abby was saying about um, that iceberg over and under, an, an experience from my placement is uh, I had a student who I, I could clearly identify. He was an Aboriginal student. I understood that he came from um, the nation that was where the um, school was located because he told me that. But something we've got to really recognise with this idea of catering to learner diversity, is and Mackenzie went through all those different things as well before. Is sometimes there's culture within culture, like, yeah. especially with the Aboriginal people. Currently, we've got um, maybe one or two standards about you know teaching Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, but there's hundreds of different nations, mm, yeah. and within that nation, how many of the um, people are actually you know following the culture of everyone else that are following it. And that relates to all different cultures as well. Um, not everyone lives the culture the same way that other people in that culture live it. And so there's these different intricacies that we've really got to consider. And um, what I did was just really try to get to know and build that relationship.
3: Yeah.
0: Because it comes down to that um, first standard dates or standard, doesn't it? Getting to know yeah. every single one of your students. And that's where you can really make it.
2: Definitely. I think that's like the forefront of all teaching and you know, especially like learner diversity. It's just understanding your students, getting to know them, um, understanding what they like and what they, you know, might not like. I know there was discussion in class today about some, um, students from diverse backgrounds who actually don't like acknowledging it and they want Mm -hmm. to fit in with all the rest of the students that, you know, are um, from Australia. So, you know, understanding your students is so important.
1: I think it's like it goes back to like we've all like, you know, what Mike was saying about like Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander families, like in communities like each sort of um like yeah communities have different beliefs and differences and that's similar to like each of our homes are different like we come to university where people coming from completely different walks of life like um and a big thing that was talked about today is like manners and like having respect for others and it's like well in different cultures we show respect differently and going back to the eye contact um in one of my other classes we're discussing how in like some Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures like you don't look at someone with authority power over you out of respect where we know here in a western culture you're looking at you try to make eye contact with them because to get respect, it's yeah. like it can come across as being, you know, like rude or, um, you know, being like, you know, f- get frustrated at this. But yeah. it's like having those conversations. And, yeah, it goes back to building those relationships. I think that's the most important thing realistically as teachers is building those relationships with students to... Um, Understand them more and not make assumptions. Yeah, yeah I
2: think a last bit is like for the not making assumptions. It's very much how we view it. Like yeah. in the textbook, there's a whole section on difference, not deficit. And one of the girls in our class was talking about that with how she came from a different country and the way they view the language barrier as a deficit. Mm, it's yeah. just different. They have their own strengths
1: and they need yeah. to know that's okay. Yeah, and not see as like a weakness mm, either. Yeah. Like I was like they're coming, like, especially people, like, now, there's so many people who speak, bi- like, you know, are bilingual, and, you know, English is their second language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that's, like, not celebrated enough. It's more like, oh, it's okay, it's your second language. It's like, well, no, how incredible that they can speak more For than sure. one language and that they've learnt English in order to be feel included, where I yeah. feel like sometimes that could be not as highly respected because of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I think what something else was clear in our shoot today is, like, one um, student, she said... My teacher, like, always tried to give me, a, like, tasks or, like, topics that related to my cultural background. I was, like, I don't want to just focus on my own yeah. background not just make, you know, stop making those assumptions that because I do have this background, I have to, like, make everything I do about it. Yeah. Um, it's, like, how can, like, sort of targeting people, what if we do it as, like, a whole class unit mm-hmm. instead of just, like, doing it for the sake of this like one student, because yeah. like, I, I feel like that creates exclusion, Definitely. especially in secondary schools. Like, kids just want to fit in.
2: Yeah, And exactly. They're at that
1: age where they just want to feel included and safe. Yeah. Um, and they don't want to feel like they're different.
2: And we're trying to make a – you know, we're trying to promote inclusivity in the classroom. Like, that's the main thing. So um, does anyone have any specific strategies maybe that we would think as, as pre-service teachers and as teachers um, on how we would promote learner diversity?
3: Yeah, um, so kind of drawing on what Sylvia talked about in some of the readings, um, there's a really good reading from Gibson and Ross about teachers' professional noticing um, and talking about that theory into practice. Um, so essentially, if teachers a teacher's instruct, instructional practice, sorry, is pedagogically vulnerable when not anchored within detailed and comprehensive observation and understanding of students' immediate responses during instruction. So it's great to have all these plans and ways of. Um, going to teach the content of the curriculum, but not looking at the students' immediate needs and having that adaptive teaching skills um, is where it um, often floors um, our ability to get to know our students and cater towards their need. Mm. Um, I think there's a really good point as well. So um, obviously one strategy is the teacher professional noticing, and then they also have that solution of adaptive teaching. So that ability to be flexible, um, to be able to cater to this learner diversity and they talk that researchers in the domain of adaptive teaching hold that classrooms are highly dynamic, unpredictable, and constantly changing environments that require more than established routines and procedures. Teachers need to be thoughtful decision makers who think on their feet to appropriately adjust instruction to circumstances. Obviously that's quite big and that's gonna come with practice, but I think having those times in the classroom where you have spaces um, to have flexibility and to work towards the immediate needs of the students and to be able to read the room of that day on that specific time on that Friday afternoon or that Monday Mm -hmm. morning um, is really important. Um, and to be able to have that flexibility just to help that little bit extra with learner diversity and how we're surviving teachers. hundred
1: percent, because that relates to sort of like the actual standard um, one, which is like know your students and how they learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's identifying, like picking up though, on those cues of like, oh, is my class feeling ready for this really like, you know, mm-hmm. really like dry lesson or should we use something interactive to keep their engagement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a really great way of like getting to their background is doing some formative assessments. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like giving them worksheets to fill out. It's having those like check-ins, those discussions, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, instead of, like, comparing, like, you know, who, like, you know, like, what's interest? Like, find some common interests across the class so then everyone feels included. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, Instead of, like, sort of excluding students based on, like, culture or background, it's, yeah. like, what makes, like, you know, they're all at the same age. They're all at this, you know, fundamental age of, like, being a teenager. Who, like, you know, who watches the footy or mm-hmm. who's seen that new TV show on Netflix? It's, like those like I guess more surface level to mm-hmm. connect and then so then from there we can build those deep and meaningful relationships
3: yeah. um yeah going on to that the um getting to know your students the way that the reading talks about it is the easiest way to get to know your students is through observing their literacy skills mm. um and it's not like this big thing where you have to do a test of what is their reading ability what's their writing ability but just understanding how they um articulate their opinions, so it can be their, like, oral literacy skills as well um, to the different tasks at hand and those formative assessments that Talia talks about um, is really important and so um, those little strategies of observing specifically literacy skills helps um, you in your all of us
1: in our different majors. Yeah, exactly right. It can be it's like can be altered to suit our own majors. Like I yeah. know in drama, mm. uh, it's not very like literacy based, it's very practical and I find students who may struggle in a normal like traditional classroom really thrive in drama because they're not just constrained to just like their desk or like a piece of paper, they can get up and they can move around. And like that's how they develop their skills, and that's like they because they don't like that, and so like it allows a suit for them. But then obviously in other classrooms, it's like I know, guys, what do you guys do for your classroom practices and your subjects to you know involve all students?
2: Yeah, my well, the maths classroom is obviously pretty like rigid I guess you kind of have to follow a bit more of a structure but um there's always ways to make it fun and um make it more inclusive for students who don't like maths because there's a lot of them (laughs) um like doing a quiz or doing a fun activity group game um Mm. they love group activities um and then yeah providing that opportunity like I know for me I was a very independent worker um, and there's definitely students, there were students on my placement who prefer to just work on their own or work with their partner um, and they worked great together so I'll provide opportunity for that as well. Mm-hmm. And the students who want to work as a group and who get more done as a group and get more understanding as a group would be able to do that as well, I think that's really important. So yeah, just knowing your, knowing your classroom, knowing your students is, is the main thing I think. Definitely. Did you have something to add Michael?
0: Yeah, I think building on top of everything we're saying, once we as the teacher take that stance that we're very open and that we accept everyone, then that models it for the students and they can take that into the future. And hopefully mm. we've, you know, they've been able to learn the skills of being able to understand intercultural diversity, mm. being able to interact with others, validating everyone's culture and everyone's positions and religions and whatnot. So that they can go forward into the future, into uni, into work, into anywhere they go, and they've got these skills already and they can be able to um, communicate effectively with others that way. Because, you know, we don't want them to not have these skills and then have to learn the hard way once they get
3: mm, into work yeah.
0: or get into this globalized world. And unfortunately, or not unfortunately, um, now it's very uh, penalized if you if you do certain things against certain cultures mm. in the workplace know, like,
1: oh exactly right
0: discrimination yeah they go am in school
1: these things exactly right and i think that goes back to being educators that's something we discussed last week as well it's like obviously that they are teaching content and i'm um, helping our students but we're also providing them with these skills to be better civil, civil, uh, civil what am i trying to say like citizens <laughs> um and like how to allow them to enter this work like you know the future world mm-hmm. with skills that they can transfer across like for the rest of their lives yeah. um and i think as if we are seeing as like open-minded and really accommodating they're going to take those values and apply it to their own lives
2: yeah definitely yeah i think yeah. that's really important we've definitely talked about some good strategies I think the main thing is just communicating and having that um, open and honest communication um, and instilling that that sense of trust within your classroom and your students is really important understanding your students and then yeah building those relationships that's that's just the forefront of all teaching and um, all of these topics that we're talking about So yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. This was the podcast for surviving teachers um, talking about how to not feel overwhelmed with learner diversity and we will see you next
1: week.